Today, we unveil our top 15 Mariners prospects. Where do the recent draftees rank? And will Cole Young overtake Harry Ford for number one? There's only one way to find out. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, August 25th, 2023. This is Tidings and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On. You'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. And on the show today, we're going to unveil our top 15 Mariners prospects. We did 30 through 16 yesterday, so be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Again, Colby and I have created two top 30 lists and have combined them for one master list by using a points-based system. And keep in mind, this is just for fun. We're not claiming to be experts. We're not scouts. We don't talk to scouts. Just read and listen, watch things, and rank these players on which profiles sound most interesting to us. So let's get into it here. Number 15, Teddy McGraw. Uh, he's not going to pitch this year, uh, obviously, because he is coming off of an elbow procedure. And the thing on on McGraw, right, is it, it's hard not to be con- uh, concerned about the two elbow procedures. But there's, you know, possible middle of the rotation starter here if everything pans out, I think. It, it's three average or, or better pitches and, and good athleticism. I, I do wonder how much you know, more he can get out of his offerings, if anything. But the biggest key for him is going to be obviously staying healthy and throwing strikes. So what do you think, Colby? Yeah. um, If McGraw didn't have, uh, you know, these health issues, he had a shot to be one of the first five arms taken in this last draft. The stuff is, is really good. He's a good athlete up to 96, 97 with the fastball, a really dynamic slider. Um, you know, that comes and goes a little bit, but that's typical with, you know, young pitching. Uh, the changeup is at least, you know, flashed average to above average as well. He's a pretty good athlete, throws strikes for the most part. So yeah, I think there's a good shot to start here, but if he can't because of the health, then he is a high leverage reliever, like built to a T. Um, yep. and if he's a high leverage reliever, the fastball is going to jump up a couple miles per hour His slider is he's going to throw the slider a lot more. Um, so I, I think McGraw is. I think if, if McGraw was healthy this year, he would be ranked higher than than Emerson Hancock um, because the stuff. But is if he was if he was healthy, he probably isn't in the Mariners system. Right. So. Right. But I mean, the stuff is like McGraw has the best raw stuff of any yeah. potential starter in the Mariners system. Uh, you know, it's pretty similar stuff to Baroa, I think. Uh, with mm. the more I read about it, but he can throw strikes with some consistency. So, uh, yeah, McGraw is a really interesting guy. Uh, we'll see what, you know how soon he can pitch. Uh, maybe he starts next year in Modesto. He probably would be there now, if not for the injury. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a very high upside arm and there's a lot of variance. He could be a number three starter. He could be, you know, a, a bullpen guy. Like there's a lot of, there's a wide range of possibilities here, but the upside is, is pretty legit. 
Coming in at number 14 is outfielder Jonathan Classe, who's still only 21 years old, but he's been in the organization for a while here. Uh, he's finally made his way to double uh, A. You had him ranked 14th in your personal list, Colby. I had him ranked 13th. He was ranked 18th in our preseason uh, rankings. Uh, Classe was, of course, one of the Mariners' two representatives in the Futures game last month. Uh, statistically, he's having a really good year. Um, looking at the numbers here, 18 home runs and a whopping 62 stolen bases between high A and double A, but there are legitimate holes in the swing. And despite his elite speed on the base pass, he is not going to be a center fielder. Uh, to me, Colby, I I think he's someone that can impact the game more than a, than a Cade Marlowe or Alberto Rodriguez, but his profile still screams fourth outfielder. What do you think? Yeah, there's way too much swing and miss in his game. Uh, you yeah. know, he's a switch hitter, so he's trying to deal with kind of two swings. Um, the the good news is is that you know he is just 21 and he's in Double A, so he does have mm-hmm. you know a couple more years to figure things out. But yeah, I don't I don't see you know I saw a lot of people like oh he's a top 10 prospect and and all that and I just yeah. you know I I don't think he is. Um, and in fact I would say there's a pretty sizable gap between him and and the top 10 that we're about to talk about. Um, yeah, because like you said, I don't think he's a center field. I think he could probably fake it for a year or two because of the great speed, but he does not get good routes. He doesn't get good jumps. Like he is not, he is an, he is an athlete playing center field. Um, yeah. he's, I mean, he's kind of the opposite of Kyle Lewis where Lewis wasn't a burner, but he took great routes. He got really good jumps. Um, and that's how he made up for it. And, and class a doesn't do any of that, but he's just faster. So uh i I think there's a fourth outfielder with some speed here i don't know how he can maintain power and improve his contact skills i just don't see that um in the few times i've watched him and and based on what i read about him so i think he kind of has to pick a path here either he's going to hit you know 200 with a 30 percent strikeout rate and hit 20 bombs or he's going to have to focus a little more on contact and hit 10 bombs and even then he's probably not going to hit more than 240 250 coming in at number 13 is Tyler Locklear, corner infielder, who's probably going to end up being a, a first base slash DH type, pretty much is already. Second round pick out of VCU last year for the Mariners. He uh, just recently got called up to double A. Uh, you have him 12th in your list. I have him 12th in my list, but because of how we ordered some other guys, he ends up coming in at number 13 on the uh, master list here. And he uh, takes up a, a decent jump from uh, 20th in our preseason ranks to uh, 13th today um i would venture to guess that locklear would have wound up higher on this list had he not gotten hurt uh broken wrists kept him out for two months uh but he's back and and like i said he just earned himself a promotion to double a he's had a great year so far slashing 305 422 549 with uh 12 homers in uh in high a uh i still have some concerns about the bat speed and how that's going to play at, in, in the majors. Um, and he's more or less, you know, like I said, going to be a first base slash DH type. So everything is ultimately going to fall on the bat. But so far, so good, right? Any thoughts on Locklear? Yeah. Uh, it's a first base only profile, so he has to hit. I mean, that's just the way first base profiles work. Uh, but I do think that he's at least an average hit tool. And I think he's got 60, 65 power. It's, it's legit power from, you know, left field to right center field. Um, and he can go out of, you know, any ballpark. Uh, he's going to be a pretty 
decent first baseman. I don't think he's going to be Evan White or anything like that, but uh, I think he's going to be more than more than adequate there at first. He's a pretty decent athlete. Uh, actually, probably could fake it at third. I mean, you don't want him to, but if you get into a pinch, mm-hmm. he could do it. Um, so yeah, I, I, Locklear's a guy that's grown on me quite a bit uh, since he was drafted. Uh, I see uh, pretty much an everyday bat. Uh, I think is what we're headed towards. And he could be a guy who's in the big leagues, you know, maybe next year, summer of next year. Again, he lose two mm-hmm. years or two months of development time. That hurts. Um, but uh, yeah, because I think, you know, had he not, he would have been in uh, Arkansas, you know, a month ago. And we'd probably be talking about him starting next year, maybe in, in AAA and maybe even, you know, earning a spot on the big club. So I do think there's some mm-hmm. good power here. There's a good hit tool. He has pretty good knowledge of the strike zone. Uh, recognizes spin out of the pitcher's hand. So he's not going to really struggle with breaking balls, or at least he hasn't so far. Uh, so yeah, I think Locklear is a solid everyday major leagues first baseman. And, you know, that's going to rank you pretty high if you have a pretty good floor, like, you know, an everyday player, which I think Locklear does have. So there is going to be a, a discovery made here on this show in just a moment. But first, reminder this episode of the locked on marriage podcast is brought to you by sleeper want the chance to win more money with less picks head on over to sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks all you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stats like home runs strikeouts hits and more get your picks right and you can win big making your picks is easy and takes only 30 seconds or less and if you win you can withdraw your payout safe and quickly use promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-d-o-n you'll get up to a hundred dollars matched on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states check out sleeper today and you're listening to the locked on marriage podcast thank you again for making us your first listen as we unveil our top 15 Seattle Mariners prospects and speaking of the Mariners they are going to be facing the Kansas City Royals tonight and over the course of the weekend over at T-Mobile Park you can catch all the action on the Mariners hometown broadcast with Sirius XM via the SXM app all right it's time for the uh the moment Colby has waited for Coming in at number 12, Emerson Hancock, right-handed pitcher who of course made his major league debut recently unfortunately suffered an injury that has ended his season abruptly. But the interesting thing here, if you're watching on YouTube, you will notice that Colby has him ranked ninth, and I have him ranked 14th. Apparently, I'm the Emerson Hancock hater of the show. One more time. Uh, No. Uh, Look, it's it's really two things. It's it's really two things here, right? Uh, One... He's still the best pitching prospect in the Mariners system for me. I just like the bats ahead of him more, right? Uh, and two, most importantly, he's had a difficult time staying healthy. And now this thing has come up with his shoulder. And, and, and look, I, I still think he can get better, but he needs stability in order to do that. And I just wonder if the injuries are going to sap him of that chance and ultimately sap him of his talent even further. Because obviously the guy we saw recently wasn't who the Mariners imagined they were taking back in 2020. The stuff was generally unspectacular. He didn't really have an out pitch. We talked about this. He generated a good amount of ground balls, but if you're not missing bats with any sort of consistency, it's going to be hard for you, you know, to find yourself anywhere but the bottom of a rotation in today's game. So with that said, though, 
He looked like a major league caliber starter. He looked fine. He didn't look overwhelmed. So I still think there's a good foundation to build from here. Uh, and had the injury not occurred, I probably would have put him in my top 10 still. I just, I have a lot of concerns about what more wear and tear on his body does for his chances of being anything more than a number five starter. So like. anything you want to add, Colby, anything you want to add, Colby, with, other than being snarky? Uh, I would just like to say vindication feels good. And also if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry that the words aren't matching Ty's uh, mouth right now, but are they not? No, but we're not oh. stopping. So deal with it. Um, so it, it's like half a second off anyways. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, vindication never tasted so good. Uh, it turns out that the Kyle Gibson comps were actually, something that Ty disagreed with because he thought that he was more late stage Kevin, uh, Kevin Millwood. So yeah, sucks to suck. Doesn't it Ty? I, for one, yeah. I, for one love Emerson Hancock and think he might be a good high right. end number four starter. Right. By the way, you're fixed. Am I fixed? Okay, cool. I, I unplugged my mic and plugged it back in. Yeah. Would have been great if you let me know about that earlier. No, nah, I was Mr. worried Patton. you didn't restart. No, I got to uh, go. So, uh, whatever. All right. Coming in at number 11 is uh, Laz Montez, who is now stateside. Uh, Colby had him 13th. I have him 9th. Uh, he ranked 11th. So, he stays right there in our uh, preseason ranks. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, Laz Montez is the next Jordan Alvarez. Chills. Did it again. Uh, but all jokes aside, he, I mean, he does mechanically look like Jordan in some ways, and that makes sense because he's obviously worked with the same hitting coach down in Cuba. But yeah, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit, folks. Let's let's chill. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Montes is having a great year, uh, and he's on a ridiculous stretch right now. Uh, he's he's still so raw as a hitter, and he's still 18 years old, so whatever. But the natural talent and power is so obvious. Uh, he's going to give you next to nothing defensively. He's probably a full-time DH. Everything falls on the bat as a result. And, you know, with a hitting profile like his, you, you got to worry about, you know, high strikeout rates, stuff like that. But there's obviously a lot of upside here. And he's just generally a whole lot of fun. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, he's bat only, which always, you know, causes me to have some concern. But 19 years old, it's a pretty advanced bat. He's handing his own, he's handling his, you know, his business. It's a, I think right now it's about a 25% strikeout rate last time I checked, uh, which for a 19 year old, uh, you know, playing in, in Modesto is, is not, uh, is not a problem yet. Uh, the power is legit. It, it's 70 grade at least, um, right now. And he can kind of go everywhere with it. The swing, uh, based on what I can see. And again, I'm not a swing guy, but sometimes it gets a little long. So he struggles to catch up with velocity at the top of the zone. But mm. again, it's only every once in a while he makes adjustments. He's a polished hitter, uh, for his age. It, this is just about time. It's about time and patience and not rushing the, the guy, um, probably starts next year in Everett would be my guess. Um, and I think it's possible you could see him in the year in Arkansas, but you don't want to rush Again, he's just 19 years old and, and the the power and the hit tool and the and the plate discipline and the recognition skills, they're all as good as you could possibly hope for for a 19 year old. Mm -hmm. But because the bat is his only ticket to the big leagues, you don't want to rush it. You want to be absolutely sure with him. So I, I would still kind of treat him with some kid gloves uh, for, for the moment. But uh, 
yeah, there, there's a really high ceiling here. And if you can hit 270 with 30 home runs, which Montez might be able to do, it doesn't matter what you do defensively because you're a big leaguer and you're probably a fringe all-star at least. So uh, yeah, Montez high, high ceiling. You just got to take your time here. Don't, Right. Don't be quick to rush him. Uh, I, I don't think there's any point in trying to get Montez to the big leagues at 21 years old. If it mm. happens, great, but don't rush it. Don't push it. All right, so now we're getting into our top uh, 10 here, and we're going to start with Dominic Canzone, who's obviously with the big league club, just recently joined the Mariners organization as part of the Paul Seawald trade. Uh, you have him ranked 11th. I have him ranked 10th. Uh, Kinzone, um, he's been solid since coming over. Uh, a couple of homers, a few doubles. Been impressed with his plate coverage and overall plate discipline. I, uh, I just, I don't get the whole he is a great athlete thing. I don't. He's not. He he looks like an average outfielder at best. He's a decent runner, but the few times I've seen him run the bases hasn't looked great. Like I, I think a lot of people just see his tall and slender frame and assume he's super athletic. And I mean, like. He obviously is relative to the average human being, but relative to other baseball players his age, I, I just, I don't see it. I don't. Yeah. Um, relative to other outfielders, especially sure. like, sure. He's a fringe left fielder, I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't see the athleticism thing either. I see athleticism in the box. Uh, he, his swing isn't grooved. He can cover the high strike. He can get down low. He can, he can, you know, he get, has a swing that can cover pretty much the entire plate, which is indicative of his low strikeout rate. Um, so I, I do think that there's some athleticism in the box. I do think that he would be an above average first baseman if they just said, you know, that's your position, go play it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they have to push him off the outfield because the ball's hitting his general area. He'll catch it. Like, it's not like he's, you know, Mark Trumbo out there, but yeah. he's certainly not jared kelnick or he, he's closer to teoscar hernandez it just kind of you know mm-hmm. he'll get the job done but uh yeah i i do like the bat quite a bit um you know he's going to be off this list by the end of the year just because he's going to graduate yeah. um so this will be his only appearance in our in our list but i do think the bat is legit i do think that there's you know some 270 280 with 20 25 home run years uh in the bat somewhere mm-hmm. and, and then it just comes down to you know, does he do it at first base or does he do it in the outfield or, um, right. you know, and, and can he do it multiple years? But I, I think he'll settle in nicely to, you know, kind of a 115 WRC plus type of guy. I think that's probably where he's his ceiling's going to be. And maybe there's a platoon thing here, but I still like my comp assessment. I feel like that's that's mm-hmm. a really good one. Yeah, I like some of the things we've seen so far. He, he makes the Mariners lineup deeper. He can do a multitude of things at the plate. So, yeah, he's going to be a good player. All right, coming in at uh, number nine is Johnny Farmello, one of the uh, Mariners' three top 30 picks uh, in last month's draft. Uh, he's uh, not playing pro ball right now, unlike uh, Aiden Smith and Cole Emerson and Ty Pete, uh, but obviously the Mariners really like him. Uh, they went overslot on him, of course. Uh, you have him 10th uh, in your rankings. I have him 8th in my rankings. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Farmello? Yeah, obviously he's a really good athlete, five tool guy, play center field. Like he's got, uh, you know, right now I would call it average power, uh, but I think he's probably got 55, 60 raw power in him. Uh, again, he's a, he's a freak athlete. He's so raw, but there are some things that I'm not wild about, particularly his swing. He kind of locks his front arm in and, and, uh, it kind of, to me makes the swing let look less whippy than it needs to be. He has bat speed. So it's not, it's not an issue of that. It's just, 
you know, once you start to face better and better pitching, you have to be, uh, you, you just have to be quick through the zone. Like, it, and to me, he kind of locks that front arm in and it kind of drags through the zone. Not a huge fan of the swing, but again, he's 18 years old. He's not going to be in the big leagues for four or five years. They have time to fix that. So uh, that's just my only minor critique right now. And and uh, I just, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, the athlete is, is insane. Uh, it's, it's funny that, you know, we could talk about the Mariners drafting Ty Pete and that might not be the best athlete they drafted. Like it, it it's insane uh, mm-hmm. how athletic the Mariners went in this draft. And I like Formello a good bit. I'm excited to see him start. Um, I'm going to guess we won't see him till next year. And then I think they'll probably put him in Modesto, but they might just put him in the Arizona complex league uh, for a few weeks and, and just kind of go there. But yeah, the complex league is is done with their season. So we see Farmelo, he'll get a cup of coffee in Modesto. And I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. I would just say it's unlikely, but this is a really tooled up kid. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen as we unveil the Mariners top 15 prospects or our top 15 prospects for the Mariners. Rather, uh, speaking of the Mariners, you can catch them and the Kansas City Royals duking it out over at T-Mobile Park on the Mariners' hometown broadcast tonight and over the course of the weekend on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with Series 6 via the SXM app. All right, top eight time. Coming in at number eight is Ryan Bliss, another guy who was brought over in the Paul Seawald trade from Arizona. He's currently in AAA right now. Uh, Colby, you have him seventh. I have him 11th. And uh, it's been a struggle for him in, in AAA here, uh, but there's there's a lot to like here, obviously. Uh, above average defense up the middle, gets on base, can steal some bags. It's got some sneaky pop for being five foot six. Um, I know you really like Bliss, so so tell us more. Yeah, uh, I like guys who have multiple paths to the big leagues. Um, mm-hmm. I like guys who have multiple paths to being everyday players uh, as well. And Bliss has both of those things. Uh, he's an average shortstop. He can totally play that position. You'd be just fine, but he's going to be an above average, maybe even plus second baseman, which is where I think he ultimately lands. Uh, you know, he's not a burner per se, but he's a good base runner. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. He's very smart out there. He can steal you 20 bags uh, pretty easily. The question is how legit is the power five, six, you know, bucks 70, I think is what he's listed at. Um, and a lot of power numbers in the minors are a little, it could be juiced a little bit just sure. from the ballpark and, and the competition, all that stuff. But I do think that there's, you know, there's legitimate punch here. I, I think he, it's going to be a lot of doubles and, and triples more so than home runs, but he can definitely, you know, uh, hurt you pull side uh, in that way. So I, I think that, I think that I think his, I should, his floor, I think is Jose Caballero. I think he's the guy who's going to get on base. He's going to steal some bags, play good defense. Um, you know, occasionally I think he's got more power than cabbie, but you know, it's try it's to fight like, Marty Maldonado. Sure. I mean, try to uppercut that dude, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's his floor is honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's cabbie. I feel like his ceiling might be Brandon Phillips a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember him, uh, red yeah. second baseman, 2020 couple years, just good defense. Not a not a great on base guy, but about league average. I feel like Bliss can can do that uh, if he really wants to max out his power. So I'm a big fan. Of, like I said, I think I think he can get to the big leagues as a utility guy. I think he can be an everyday second baseman. Uh, I think he could uh, be a platoon guy at shortstop. Like I, I think he has multiple paths to get to the big leagues, and I'm a fan of that. 
Coming in at number seven for us is uh, Ty Pete, another one of those top 30 picks for the Mariners. Uh, you have him at number eight. I have him at number seven. For me, if if there's someone from the Mariners draft class who's going to develop into a superstar, a guy who ends up getting you know $300 million when he hits the market, it's not for Mello, and, it, and it's not Emerson. It's, it's Ty Pete. He just turned 18, and he already exudes that like star presence and how he conducts himself i mean he just he loves it and he has all the talent in the world to back it up bat speed it generates some ridiculous power he's gonna stick up the middle whether it be you know at shortstop center field whatever he's got speed it's just it's the full package man it's just it's gonna come down to both you know the mariners and pete obviously putting it all together over the next few years but dude the, the sky's the limit here yeah, it's just about the hit tool, right? Is yeah. he going to hit 230 or is he going to hit 270? You know, and and yeah. I, I think that he has a shot to do either one of those things. Uh, it's it's legitimate power. It's the bat speed is really impressive here. It's uh, I would say 25 home run power up the middle, and he has the potential to get more. He is a plus runner, double plus arm, uh, and you know, again, the raw power is is really something. So. Uh, I think, you know, he's still also, he's still 17 years old. Did he just turn 18? He just uh, turned 18. Just turned 18. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's already, you know, uh, in Modesto right now, uh, getting a cup of coffee there. Uh, I've heard that he has a good chance to stay at shortstop, but he's still mm. growing. He's still getting bigger and stronger. Uh, so I wouldn't rule out a move to third base if the bat really pops, but also center field. He is more than athletic enough to yeah. handle it. Um, yep. again, it's good to have multiple paths to the big leagues. The kid's so raw, uh, but just an, if you just, just the tools, right? Not the baseball, all that, just the tools. Pete's probably the best or most well-rounded prospect in the Mariner system because the power, the speed, the arm, the field, they're all going to be plus. Yep. It's just a matter of can he hit enough to be an everyday player. And the Mariners have five, six years to figure that out. And early returns, by the way, say, yeah, the Mariners can teach guys how to hit a little bit. Yeah, my favorite pick from the draft. It wasn't it wasn't Farmello. It wasn't Emerson. It was Ty Pete. He's mm-hmm. he's got it. You know, whatever it is, he's got that. So yep. yeah, we'll see if it all, you know, comes together. Uh all right. Number six here is uh Felon Celestin, uh Mariner's top international signing uh from the uh previous international signing period. Uh, you have him at number five. I have him at number six. We've been talking about Celestin for a while, and I mean, this is this is the case with pretty much all of these guys, right? But Celestin is is someone where I'll just take other people's word for it, right? I haven't seen him play. I've seen clips of him hitting on the backfields here and there. Nobody but that's, really has play, seen him play. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt this year too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I've seen him hitting on the backfields, and that's about it. But, uh, you know, the profile sounds great. It's an elite set of tools for his age, speed and power. Plus, he's more than likely going to stick up the middle. Um, you know, a lot of people think that he could be one of the best prospects in baseball in a couple of years, which is really exciting. But, yeah, what do you, what do you think? I think anytime you, people like who know some things, they start throwing around like Francisco Lindor comps. Yeah. You have to take that seriously. And. Uh, you know, it's pretty easy to see why he's a, he's a shortstop. He's definitely going to be able to play shortstop. There's really no concern about that. Uh, as a switch hitter, he's got some, you know, good raw power numbers, uh, good speed. Like he is, he's, he's pretty close just in terms of raw tools to Pete. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think 
I think he's actually like a little bit more of a, a polished version of Pete, but it's hard to say because we haven't seen the kid play. So we're kind of taking people's word for it here a little bit. Um, he very was very close to being seven for me. Like the difference between seven, five, six, and seven in this list is pretty small. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I'm taking a lot of people's word for it, uh, words for it here that Sellison is going to be a, a everyday shortstop. Who's probably going to hit for some average with above average power or at least average power. That's, that's a, you know, an all-star, uh, if, yeah. if that all hits. So, um, yeah, I, I did hear somebody say like he, at worst, he's like Carlos Guillen, which maybe is just because, you know, Mariner shortstop and all that stuff, but Guillen was sure. a pretty darn good player. So mm-hmm. if, if that's who he is, then I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. But, uh, yeah, again, we're just kind of banking on smarter people telling us this is what he is and right. believing them. Right. Uh, coming in at number five is Michael Arroyo, who's made his way to uh, low A uh, this year. Uh, you have him ranked sixth. I have him ranked fourth. He was 10th uh, in the preseason on our list. Uh, Michael Arroyo can hit. Like, he can really hit. And the fact he's already made his way stateside at 18 is super impressive. Uh, he's playing shortstop for the most part right now, but he's probably going to move off that spot sooner rather than later. Um, my thing is, when will more power come to fruition here with the bat? And, and will the bat wind up profiling better at second or third when it does? What do you think, Colby? He's Michael Young. It's high praise. I'm a big Michael Young fan. So, yeah. yeah. Same. same. I, I think he's a guy who could play short. He could play second. He could play third. Um, I think he can hit, you know, 18 homers, 20 homers. I think he can hit 300. Uh, he's going to go line to line. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's just going to be a, a guy who nobody ever thinks about, and he's going to make an all-star team or two, and he's going to retire and you're going to look up and you're going to be like, holy cow, that guy was like a 35 war player, a 40 mm-hmm. war player. Like, I think he's Michael yeah. Young. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. And he's just like, right now he's kind of hit a little bit of a, bump in the road and uh first time in Modesto, career. but yeah but also you know he's 18 years old yeah. playing in modesto right now like i'm not gonna mm. not worry you know, about it yeah i'm not worried about that at all but uh he's uh yeah he's he's fun he's really fun all right coming in at number four is gabriel gonzalez who uh now in everett at just 19 years old uh colby you have him fourth i have him fifth and last year he was fifth or last uh, last time we did these rankings, he was fifth on our list. Um, what Gonzalez did last year, and then you know at the start of this year, Modesto at eighteen and nineteen is, is nothing short of remarkable, really. Um, you know he's struggled to adapt uh, to high A so far, but not concerned about it. Just like I'm not concerned about uh, you know Royo either. Um, great hit tool, some pop, good understanding of the strike zone. Uh, he's a corner outfielder. He'll he'll be fine out there. Um, I just I don't think he necessarily has the upside some of these other guys possess, uh, mm-hmm. but he could be a, a really good big leaguer in a few years' time. So uh, yeah, what do you think? I'm just wondering if he's going to have the power uh, to to play in a corner and feel good about it. Uh, he's not a center yeah. fielder. Uh, the Mariners have agreed since uh, mm-hmm. he is going to be a left fielder. Probably arm is fringe average at best. So if you're going to be a left fielder you got to hit with some pop and, and I don't know if, if Gabby has, uh, I don't know if he has that quite yet. 
Um, but again, he's young. He might grow into it. He's pretty physically max. He's already five eleven. I think about 200 pounds. So he's already pr- phys- uh, pretty physically max. So you could add some bat speed. You can, you know, adjust your launch angle a little bit here, but you don't want to lose the power or the, uh, the hit tool that is there. Cause again, it's a guy who's probably going to put up 350, 360 on base. I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe he's Dom can zone, but you trade a little bit of power for, um, you know, some more athleticism, I think is probably what you're looking at here. Uh, I think he right-handed Dom can zone, probably going to be a better defender, uh, probably going to steal some more bags, probably going to lean more on the on base than, than mm-hmm. slug. But I, I, I do think that they're kind of similar roles, uh, that you right. could see them both fill. And because Gonzalez is so young, uh, you know, and he's still got a lot of time to develop. I, I, I think I'm, I'm interested to see how it happens. And, you know, open to the idea that he could, we could wake up a year from now and he could have 20 home runs and, you know, a hundred games and be in double a, and we're just like, Oh, I mean, this guy yeah. might have 30 home run pop. So we'll see. He's definitely a guy I'm keeping my eye on uh, over the course of the next year. And we'll see if he can uh, maybe add some more pop to his game. All right. Coming in at number three, this is uh, now the point in the, uh, the list where you and I are both in full agreement. Uh, Cole Emerson at number three, we both have him number three in our list. Uh, he's off to a, a ridiculous start in his uh, pro career. He just made his low A debut last night in Modesto. Uh, he's got all-star written all over him. Um, I think he winds up at third, you know, when mm-hmm. this is all said and done. Uh, and the bat should profile very well there. Um, and I think he could rise fairly quick, uh, quickly through the farm as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Cold Emerson? I wonder if maybe he's Kyle Seeger, mm. um, which is, you know, mostly pole power, but 25, 30 home runs, uh, 260 average. I think he's got more of a hit tool than Kyle did. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's got more on base skills. He's a better athlete. Uh, so I, I do wonder, though, if Kyle Seeger is a correct comp here. Um, and as much as we've had problems with Seeger in the clubhouse and off the field, he's a he's a dang good player and was for a decade. So uh, if that's who Emerson is, then the Mariners have hit another home run. But it is, I, we could be underselling the power. It is legit plus bat speed. Um, he creates backspin pretty easily. Like I, It could be 30 home run power. It legitimately could get there. It's a good left-handed swing. Um, again, good athlete, probably third baseman. Wouldn't rule out second base, though. He's good enough to play that, that spot, especially early in his career. But... I do wonder if he can play second base. Imagine Kyle Seager, but he plays second base. Like, think about how valuable that player is. Um, so I, I do think that Emerson is, you know, a high ceiling. And um, I couldn't rule out that maybe he's Corey Seager. Like, it, like we don't, just don't know. We don't have enough information yet to tell this guy is going to be, you know, this or this. But sky's the limit. I mean, he is uh-huh. he's basically what Cole Young was a year ago. He's just a year behind Cole Young, but I think he has more raw power. Mm. Um, I just have a few more questions about the hit tool uh, because Young is just on another planet right now. It's so coming in at number two. Uh, it's Harry Ford, who was our number one preseason. Uh, he's been overtaken by Cole Young. I've heard that Ford's catching hasn't really taken the step forward that you'd like to see. And you know, while the bat has been really good, it hasn't been good enough to pull the plug on his catching just yet. So that said, though, if I if I had to guess, I, I think he's probably going to end up playing second or third or in the outfield uh, in the majors. But he's only twenty, so there's plenty of time for him to to make it work behind the plate. 
for the most part, though, everything I felt about him when we last did our rankings is what I feel now. So I haven't really changed my opinion on Harry Ford. Um, Cole Young has just been that good this year, you know? Uh, anything you want to talk about with Ford here, Colby? No, I'm not worried about the defense. I think he's going to be at least average behind the plate. He's such a good athlete. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, it, it comes down to the power, right? Is, is he going to be a 20 homer, 30 double guy, or is he going to be, a, you know, 35 doubles, 15? Like, is he going to be, you know, uh, 25 home run guy? Probably not, but He's going to have high on base. He's going to run the bases very well. He's going to hit for a good average, and he's definitely going to hit a ton of doubles. So it's still very high on Harry Ford. It's just he didn't so much lose the number one spot. It just got taken from him. Yeah. So number one, Cole Young, uh, last year's first round pick. He was fourth on our list before the season, but he has jumped all the way to number one. And I mean, what can you say? <laughs> he's having an insane year. Like the, the hit tool is damn near elite. He's shown a bit more over the wall power. He walks. He doesn't strike out much. He's going to be a very, very good hitter at the major league level and possibly sooner rather than later. Honestly, like the Mariners might strap a rocket to his back, start beginning the process of that uh, pretty soon here as well. Non-zero chance. He finishes the year with a cup of coffee in Arkansas. And honestly, I think they should do that because look, it's only for a couple weeks and he's probably starting 2024 there anyway. Um, and I think by spring training 2025, we're talking about Cole Young being the starting second baseman for the Seattle Mariners. I mean, we'll see how 2024 goes. But yeah, um, you know, he just turned 20 years old and he it's not just that he's performing on the field. The Mariners love the kid. They love the person. He's he's, you know, a 20 year old who's playing like who's acts like a 20 year vet uh, mm-hmm. at the big league level. He's he's very meticulous. He puts in the work. Um, he's, you know, just laser focused on, on getting to the big leagues as fast as he possibly can. And he's improved over the last year. He, he can, and keep in mind, he can play shortstop. His move to second base is just out of convenience. Really. It, yeah. He's going to, he would be at least an average, uh, shortstop. He's going to be a potential gold glove caliber, um, you know, second baseman. Uh, I, I think the floor here probably honestly is if you took Milwaukee Colton Wong bat and, cardinals colton wong glove and you combine Mm. them into one player i think that's probably the floor like we talked before about how young like oh he's he's adam frazier like i think that's a really good comp no (laughs) because adam frazier doesn't have 20 homer power and cole young might Mm. well frazier this year might have 20 home run power but he's not in for the average where cole young could i i think young is gonna face a choice either he can hit 300 and hit you know 12 home runs or he can hit 270 and hit 20 home runs and we'll see what direction he wants to go. But it is, it is plus or it is above average 55 grade pole power, uh, you know, to center field it, center field to the left field foul line. It's going to be gap power. He's going to hit line drives. He's going to get doubles and triples. He's a really yeah. good player at, at the yeah. end of the day. And again, he took the number one spot. It wasn't handed to him. People didn't graduate off. Like, Harry Ford didn't fall into a funk. No, he, he took it like he stole it Yeah, yeah. and it's his, and I don't see any way any serious rankings can have anybody, but Cole young as the best prospect in the Mariner system. Agreed. It's clear as day to me for sure. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the lockdown Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's CPAT11. 
Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Royals starting tonight on the Mariners' hometown broadcast of SiriusXM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.